Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. Hey, Vet Church. So, I'm right here, Pensacola Beach, at the Beach Church, United Church of Christ, the Beach Community Church in Pensacola, Florida, with Jim Coyle. Hey there, Matt. Hey. Jim Coyle. You're the pastor right here. I am the pastor here, <laughs> and that's what they tell me. Um, you know, I wanted to do this interview with you because mm. you were the past. You know, when everybody kept calling me chaplain, you, you were the chaplain that said, not only are you a chaplain, but you're also the Reverend Doctor. You're a, you're an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ, and you, you privilege call, whatever they call it. Yep. You're part of us. Come do a service in my church. And you asked me that, what, like, that was like six months before I had the courage to come do it. I mean, like, I couldn't get myself to do it. It was hard to think that, that there might have been some value in me standing up there in the front. And, oh, yeah. And it's scary. I mean, because this is, to be a pastor, man, it's like the attrition rate out of churches, like the pews are empty in most cases. Now, y'all have some people coming to this church, which is pretty cool because, and I can't, this is one of the most beautiful places to have a that a church building, which whoever <laughs> planned that out, it was pretty cool. Um, hey, Nick, and and you could you could see that there was that God still wanted me to do something. This was before yeah. Vet Church started, and, and you said it was very very nascent, like a new thing. Yeah. I and mean, I think you were just telling me about the idea. And, yeah, and then maybe I did it once right. or twice. And My thing, I, like early on with you two, was when you kind of build yourself and refer to yourself as retired army chaplain. That was the thing that ever sat with me. I'm like, how, where's the retired part in this? Because you, before you formalized it, I knew you were in contact with your, with your tribe, trying to be salt, light, healing, grace, peace. And I thought, there's nothing retired about this guy. He, maybe he thinks he's retired. He's retired, but God clearly has other plans. Um, and maybe I needed a Sunday off, so that's why I invited you to preach. But well, and, you know, I, I, okay. I played some music and I talked about the same things I talked with. Well, you've heard me talk about it, Nick, and on and on and on. Like I just talk with people about the reality of a relationship with a God is real. Yeah. The and, God is real and present. He yeah, cares and cares, even and, when it doesn't feel like it. And it was scary, you know. I came to your church, and I remember I started getting hot because, like. All of a sudden, and you told me I don't have to wear anything, you know, and I was like, okay, so I took my shirt off and tied it around my waist, and I thought, oh, that's the wrong move, and then I thought, well, I've already done it. The first time first time anyone's ever preached at uh, Pensacola Beach Community Church in a Primus t-shirt, <laughs> liturgical first, congratulations, Matt. Oh, yeah. well, you know, and it, and it, the response of the people yeah. was that this is real. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. No one no one cared about any of the peripheral stuff. They were fixed on what you had to say. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what's got me, like, so motivated. I mean, like, you know, I was just telling you, we're, we rented our house out. We're going to go do this full time. I'm, I'm looking for churches to come talk to. I'm looking for, for I want to do these vet church interviews because of the value of it. Because your story, you weren't a veteran. No. 
but you you were supporting all these veterans. You got a you said to me, I've got all I've got a congregation of veterans here that care. Yeah. The the guys that and and ladies that feel estranged from ever talking about that anymore from who just want to to be kind of integrated back and maybe they're not like being fully congruent with themselves. Right. And and so you know, I went and talked and like on the way out, man, people are walking up and hugging me and I'm like, you got to keep doing this. And, and I didn't really know what I was doing until last month when I started doing these interviews. Then I realized that's what vet church right. is really going to be about. It's about to take the, um, it, we're going to, we're going to take this to the people of America. Like Hutch, man, come on right. here, do it, do a, um, interview with you, Nick Holder. I mean, like this right. is it. You, we, we go out and we, right. We hear the stories because the stories are sacred. The stories are sacred. The healing is real. Dallas Willard, philosopher Dallas Willard, when posed with the question, what is the good news? His answer was, the good news is that the kingdom of heaven is taking place right here and right now, and you can participate in it. It's not confined. I'm pointing to our sanctuary over there. It's not confined to that building. It's not confined to a particular liturgy or some kind of dogmatic tradition. It is primarily this commission that this incredible teacher healer god man this jesus came to say the command is this love one another you've got a song about that yeah love one another it's not a complex theological system it is for you i know what it's i i've seen the places many of you have been um which also includes stoned on a couch and afraid to go outside and I've experienced, I've that. experienced the healing grace of God. I can only name it one thing, but I found as a pastor, um, God, church, Jesus, liturgy, those can be really weighty, off-putting, frightening, overwhelming ideas. When someone, all they really want to know is that their lives matter, that God is real. They have a sense of purpose and direction and, and hope. Uh, and I watch these interviews that you do. To let someone tell their story is one of the most validating, hope-inspiring things that you can do for these individuals. And I, I sit and watch. Um, we'll work on your interviewing skills, Matt. <laughs> it's just not going to get any better. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I love what we all love about Matt is Matt is Matt. You get authentic. If it's in your head, often it's coming out of your mouth. Sometimes that's not good, which I've had to make a few apologies. <laughs> but I think that's what most everybody that loves you and supports you is. It's all real deal. There's no there's no patina on it, um, and I think that's what as I get to know your tribe better. That's what's been lacking is a real authenticity. Yeah, the authenticity of it. I mean, you so inspiring. You said that to me one time. You said the thing you can't do is lose the authenticity. And I remember telling you something like, "Well, when the first person rolls up and hands me a billion dollars, I'm going to tell him like pound sand." That's not what it's about. In fact, right now, man, we're seeing some serious faith. I mean, my wife is. Job. Like, how do you right, do it? Right. Like, I feel like sometimes, like, I've talked her into it, but those of y'all who met Kate know Kate. You know that yeah. she she be- either believes or she don't. There ain't, you know. No, she's, she's a equally person convicted. And she, she sees yeah. it. And 
Yeah. And it's like, how, how does, and you've said it, and, you, and others have said, like, this is important. Like, we live in a nation that, it, you know, when, when folks came back from Vietnam, it wasn't that they didn't have stories to tell. It's that America was not ready to hear right. it. And, and now, at least here in Vet Church, we're ready to hear each other's stories. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell them. And, and we're actually right. going to do some of these on a podcast so that people can listen to them going down the road. Because I've, 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 now I've had like four or five people call me up and like, hey, can you put that in a podcast? Well, yeah, I can, yeah. actually. I, I can do that. It's, a, it's something I went to school to learn how to do. <laughs> and um, and there's a couple things I wanted to catch with you about Vet Church. Because you said to me, mm-hmm. this is my home, this is my backyard. Yeah. Now, I didn't live down here on the beach. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, military retirement does not get you a house on Pensacola <laughs> Beach. There's no doubt about that. But <laughs> but I live near enough by to come yeah. down and visit this fine place every once in a while. <laughs> and you said to me, um, and now that we're going to be mobile rolling around, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot easier. But uh, you said this should be our, this should be your church. This should be the Church of Vet Church, like a real physical place right. that every once in a while... You meet here. People can come here, and then you can come back here and recharge when you're coming off the road. And then another time you said to me, you know, because I'm a UCC person. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love the UCC. I, it's a mixed up mess. Um, yeah. But I don't know any denominations that aren't. And, and I love the UCC because they've been open and welcome and caring for people. And they stood up for, they stood, this shirt. Resist, and there's all kinds of like injustices on here. Neither one of us have our glasses on, <laughs> but it's stuffs like resist racism, resist immorality, it resists uh, using people as objects, resist, resist, fight against that, and and I love that for the UCC. Yeah, it's a loving resistance. It is, I, and that's the greatest people. tool: is is invitation, welcome, conversation. Yep, uh, and it is like you said. Anytime you get a bunch of group of uh, people together, it's gonna, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be some controversy. But since its inception, I think uh, denomination I grew up in, I was ordained into, um, and it's kind of spoiled me on anything else. I mean, I the 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 poly that is based ultimately on individuals and congregations discerning the movement of God in their time and place. Uh, to me, makes it a real vital, vital place to be church. Well, in other organizations, I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but but yeah. you you were a businessman before you became a yeah. pastor. God called you to be a pastor. You thought, oh no, yeah. that you came and yeah. you've done it. And to me, you're really one of those guys that didn't call themselves. It's, it's, it's evident, like God called you the way you like. You had me go talk to, and you made me read John Dohauser's book, the, yeah. the head of the UCC, and you know, I read this book, and then you're like, call him up. And I'm thinking, call up this guy that wrote this book? Yeah. And I did. And, I, and I've done a service right. now in the National Cathedral. Right. And, and after that, I remember us talking, you said, this, the Pensacola Beach Church should be like your, it should be kind of like a mission sending thing. Like, we're sending right. you out. And I'm like, that that means millions of dollars. And you're like, we don't have it. That <laughs> means a lot of love and prayers, man. A lot of love and prayers. <clears throat> but to go forth, to do these interviews with folks all over the country, right. to play music all over the country, 
to talk to whoever I can, to stand right. in, in other churches and lead them in worship, right. like I did right here, like I've done now. I've done all the way. To, I've done on the Pensacola Beach, in Sacramento, California. Talk about a distance, right. and um, and it was incredible because people everywhere realize that although we we are, have been real quick as a nation to jump into war, we haven't been real quick to take care of the soldiers. No, and and now we're starting to question the wars as a nation. We're starting to question what we're doing. I th- and I think that's real good. Number one thing in vet church: question, question, think, have fun. Right. You know, take right. care of one another, right. and and we're starting to do that. And as as, you, as the Pensacola Beach here church gives me their blessing and their prayers and sends me out to talk to other congregations, right? What do you see the value of that for for everybody who's stuck, who's who's kind of caught in this virtual thing where they need community? I mean, I I kind of interpret it as it's going to help people come back. Maybe not to church, but back to a sense of community that these because these are community churches. Like people right. live here, and, and the healing use. that takes place in relationship. Yeah, we are. We have done a reasonably good job in the churches, uh, and I think in the in the various charitable organizations of raising money and providing aid of various kinds, housing, shelter, and the like. But the one thing that I think we haven't done in the way you're doing it, at least. The mission, the first and primary mission, is relationship, is the the healing that comes, and to say I heard your story, it matters to me, and and resources of course come along with that, but I think the thing that's going to get folks off the couch, or uh, I mean we've we've talked to I know you have and I've met my share of folks who have reached this point of. The belief that tomorrow won't be better than today. As a matter of fact, tomorrow might be worse than today. Yeah, and, a lot of and folks when feel point, that way. When do I? When do I? When do I just go? When? When is checkout time for me? Yeah, and that's and that's the twenty-two right? a day. I mean, right? And, and it's happening. And this this is not like that to propose some kind of an easy solution to that desperation. But I think the odds of of reducing that twenty-two, um, I think there's probably a lot of medical ways we can address that or reduction of medical intervention (laughs) and the increase of there are people to talk to there are people everyone's experience is different everyone's grief is different but to sit around uh the programs that are available through the va or through vet church or if if this can be a, a community planting mission in the world well i good things can happen i think that like Tell me if I'm right or where, where, where I'm coming from. But my thought was doing the interviews was that people have great ideas. Yeah, they do. Yeah. If I get them talking once, they'll talk to me. Right. And, and you know, we 3,000 plus people in Bet Church, and it's just growing every day, two, three people, and then some days right. there's 50 people joining. And it right. blows me away because anybody can add anybody. You know, it's, it doesn't, you just go in there and add your friends. If they don't want to, they'll leave. Right. And, that's their families, their friends, people who yeah. love vets. And when they start telling these stories, the next person, I've, I've had this now since we started doing it. You know, so-and-so called me up. I didn't even know they were out there. I didn't know you were going through that. Like, you know. Right. And I, and I realized, well, maybe that's what the country needs. Instead of us listening to some politician read off a script. Right. Maybe everybody needs to be heard about what they're feeling with the emotional content. Right. You know. You know, because everybody healing isn't easy. No, it, it takes no. community. It takes more than one 
sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes the drugs are going to work for this person and right. the next 20 people, they're not going to work for it all. And, right. and, and so like, I just, I just thought to myself, like the one thing I could do is I could take this cell phone. I can just start talking to people. Right. And, and not also don't to not minimize the power of the music too. Um, we met right before the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival last October Perfect. when we did, I can't think of the formal name of the thing, but it was combat veterans who were also singer-songwriters. Most of the performers at least were. Or they were, there was, a, I think, a gold star mom. And mm-hmm. these were folks who were very integrated into the, the story. And each one told their own story before they played a particular song. And maybe we had a hundred and some odd people in the room, but the place was, it was like a worship service. It didn't, that wasn't the intention, but everyone hung on every word. And I remember at the very end when you're shutting down, one of the guys that was running sound, it was a UPS guy. And he's like, got up and he got on a mic. He's like, I'm violating every rule of being a sound guy by getting on this mic, but I got to tell you a story. Uh, I deliver packages all the time for the VA and I deliver meds to homes. And the number of times they want the vets for whom these meds are intended for, they just want to even talk with the UPS guy yeah. about this. And he's like, you can't, even on my route. He said, I can't the, the stop. Number, I remember right, the, number, the number of vets that I encounter. So it's, it's out there, and you may not think it's out there, because the vet, is, he or she, isn't out there. Or maybe they, they, do, their, they do enough to maintain and then they come home <coughs> and that you're out there reaching hearts and minds well and I'm going to people's houses right I'm sitting in their driveways right. I'm sitting in their living rooms I'm, I it, it, it um I it, it it's crazy to me that that uh of the 22 million veterans like only yeah. nine million of them are registered with VA. I just came back from the VA this morning. I gotta go back there this afternoon. I walk in. It was like somebody took my breath away. There's too many people. I had to go to a sick call thing for my tooth mm-hmm. because and and I've had a lot of surgery up here because of something that happened. And mm-hmm. all military related, you know. And so they can't even see me till the end of August. Yeah. And and this and I called two weeks ago. And so she's like, well, you start, you know, there's this sick call thing, but I was on the road. So, so I show up at the sick call and I'm not the only one. There's a whole, I mean, there's, and I, and I asked the lady in the back, she's like, man, we're, we're two dentists short today. Yeah. What a frustrating environment. If frustration is low grade anger and eventually if you're working in that environment, like why can't we like turn a few helicopter blades and a less, a few less, uh, bombs, mm-hmm. let's take that cash and double the size of the VA so that the doctors are waiting on us. Right. And then maybe they can sit and listen to us and maybe they would have discovered that I didn't need this, 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 and this, and this right. all at the same time. Because when I show up and he's got 10 minutes, he looks at me, he's like, okay, you know, la, 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 Go to the... Because right. he, in all reality, my doc, he couldn't have done anything he wanted to. He didn't have time. Right. There was three other people. I mean, we're sitting out there talking. Who are you going to see? I'm going to see someone. Also, 
So now I know I'm 20 minutes behind, you know? And um, and I, I felt that, and I got to go back up there for a group today. And my group at the VA is incredible. I'm, I'm really fortunate to be in the group I'm in. I, I, as I've traveled around the country, I haven't seen anybody else talk to me about a group like that. So that's rare. Um, how much longer our social worker keeps running it? Who knows? I mean, there's right. there's one of her. Right. And And she comes out of a basis of you know, this really clinical world and she's been doing it for a long, long time. So she'll tell you, Hey, I made mistakes at first. I have to go get education. I have to learn how to yeah. do this. And, um, yeah, well, I think that the, one of the most powerful tools, I think for human healing, it's one of the most powerful tools in the church. Uh, we call it testimony, right? Tell, story. Tell me your story. Yeah. Um, and especially right now with a, I think it's sad, the, 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 the political, there's no civil discourse. Um, but I think what cuts through that, that's where I love music. That's where I love stand-up comedy done well. Uh, and this, the power of an individual being vulnerable enough to tell their story, that's how things move I think when it's the elected official with all good intentions right or folks operating in a system that is complex and overwhelmed in between the nurse and the administrator or whomever who probably started that gig with the best of intentions and are now mired in frustration and inefficiency um, I think everyone I'm going, to, I'm going to assume that just about everyone who walks the halls of the VA, at least at one point, came with the mission, a healing mission in mind. Yeah. And so if we talk about a reallocation of resources, if we, if we talk about the human need, it's not to point a finger at an administrator or a politician or any particular body. It is, there's a problem, and we need to solve it. And if... Other methods of trying to solve this problem of someone comes in with something, it's because the only simple toothache is somebody else's toothache. Yeah. Right? No, that's true. A a simple problem like a toothache, what about, you know, terminal illness? uh, Oh, I know. Not to mention mental illness. Yeah. uh, And and the things that are long term and we've just looked at a particular model of, of getting things done because it's what we have, and change is hard. But I think the most lasting and profound changes have always kind of come up from people being brave enough to stand up and say, this is my story. That's and it. that it's, yeah. if, and I don't, I mean, you know better than me, because um, I didn't serve. But I think the, the chain of command gets kind of, it's in your system, right? To, yeah, to kind we're, of, all, we're right? all there, you know. And so like people can't call me chaplain. Right? Right. What's that about? And know? there's <laughs> a certain level of, of respect and 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 due respect. That's all a part of that. But it's a system that needs to. Um, all of us need to kind of embrace. And for me to live here, <clears throat> in uh, the Pens- Pensacola, Pensacola Beach area. I mean, this is a military community. Yeah, there's there's hundreds of veterans and, here. There's yeah. hundreds of active duty service people here. Yeah, and I, at least some of the vet families that I or or active duty military families that I know, they're just they're just grinding it out. 
So there isn't like there isn't enough time for community because there is a mom or a dad just trying to make home happen while their loved one's deployed. And if and, they're both in. And if they're right, <laughs> right. And, and so all of that. That's. I mean, I think all of that is. This is to kind of bring it back to what this mission is, which is starting with a formerly retired Army chaplain, now the Reverend Dr. Matt Williams, ordained pastor in the United Church of Christ, going out, not confining himself to geography or walls, as crazy as that may sound, but as far as I know, Jesus walked a lot of miles. Uh, and I hope I keep driving. Right, but walking, right. I don't want to do let's, so much of it. keep you off your feet. But uh, to meet one-on-one, because the healings, always took place one-on-one it was the touch it yeah. was the word every one of the stories is it's right. a personal story it's a personal story you know yeah. and and everybody can't stop what they're doing but i think after they share their personal story that's how vet church is growing because mm-hmm. they're they're telling their friends about it which right. means they're sharing their personal story not with just me right right and and, and you know because <clears throat> it's going to build community right and, and 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 I think the more churches that I go sit in, people see that hey, there are some right. churches that are trustworthy. I mean, there's people in the no. churches that are trustworthy. No. Like it's it's always a corporate setting. It doesn't matter how you look at it. Even this, right. this is a corporation, right? It's a structure. It's right. a structure. Right. But it, some structures <clears throat> are going the right way. Some structures going a different way. Right. And the truth of the matter is, we need structure. We need infrastructure. Right. I mean, think about it. I got here by driving on a road. Right. That's structure. Right. I obeyed regulations and laws right. to get here. And nothing's wrong with that. It, right. You know, like we do get frustrated when somebody's going 25 and the 55. It's a little frustrating. You want to get out, you know, and then when somebody right. pulls you off, like, I don't know about you, but man, even even as all kind of gentle as I am, I still <laughs> find myself with fingers in the air no. screaming. Shocked. <laughs> like, Matthew. Like, but you know, I left a, I left a, I made it to church one time, yeah. and I, I don't go as much as I want to anymore. Yeah. I, I still have trouble being there, mm-hmm. and um, but now I've, I've started going quite a bit, and uh, the the further I got things under control, I found that I was okay in certain settings. I found who I am, and then I found that I want to be there. And I remember leaving a little talk about love driving down in the corner and some guy laying on his horn while I'm trying to talk to these young ladies my wife is there with me and, and they're broke down and I'm like you know I gotta stop and help them I'm trying to impress my wife you know <laughs> and uh, like probably probably all selfish but, but when they started blowing their horn and screaming at me right. that's when I like got it just coming out of the car and Kate's like she waits you know they leave they went the other direction Imagine that, and, and so like, I, Kate looks at me and says, "Boy, that was some sermon on love." Huh? <laughs> and I immediately fell horrible. Like Jim was just like, "Whoops," you know. Like, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not right. I'm a human. That's the thing. Just who I am. Right, right. That 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 we're all broken at some level, right? We all. Yeah, I mean, however, whatever language you want to use, and broken's a good word. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like. We we want we've wanted to at least uh, hear military stories of victory and heroism and bravery, and those are good stories for us to share. Um, 
but an equal part and an important part is is casualty and moral injury and aftermath that that to me is when we say we need to support our troops uh, it's the active and deployed absolutely and then it's those whom we've asked to do in some cases some unspeakable things on our behalf in the name of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness um, we owe all of them the mom the mom of this right in my neighborhood I always think of her who has three young kids whose husband has been deployed in Afghanistan for over a year who keeps it all together keeps a brave face for the kids they give up their dad and their husband for me um, and I, I, I have a debt of gratitude of somehow to them and the thousands of people like them. She never fired a weapon. She's never been in harm's way in that way, but her husband has. And I, I think all of us, in, who, whether we fill up a pew on a Sunday morning or really can't get our heads around any of that, um, even a cursory reading of, of the Gospels is to encounter a Jesus that just says, don't worry so much about the formality of it. What I, when you've done it to the least of these, or the most worried of these, or the most afraid of these, or the most broken of these, or the most outcast of these, you participate in the kingdom of heaven. You're a resident in the kingdom of heaven by your grace. Um, and I, for as hilarious as you are, and out there as, I mean, you're out there as Matt. Yeah. And, um, very authentically though, you, um, the, the, your desire to be a part of the healing one at a time, um, is, it's inspiring to us. And my hope, like this, the lectionary text this week, uh, is early in Mark's gospel and it's the parable of the seed, like the miracle of this seed. That, and it's kind of a boring parable because it's not really a great storyline. You plant it, and it's in the ground, and then you go inside and you go to sleep, and it grows. But you're, you've done your work when you've gone out and been the one who propagates these seeds. Um, and sometimes we want to manage them, and we want to create little GM, uh, you know, yeah. GMO seeds. Uh, but largely, what we're really called to do maybe isn't that sexy or glamorous. Uh, it, it may be about a cup of cold water, a sandwich, and a conversation. But right in that very seemingly mundane moment, the kingdom of heaven breaks in to the present. Uh, and I think the more we can light people up to that 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 may seem dumb and simple, but that's, to me, that's holy ground. There it is. It doesn't have a big pointy hat on it or a pipe organ. <laughs> it's just like super simple. It's sometimes it's just the crappy coffee in the church basement and a dozen alcoholics telling their story. Um, and that might be the whole, most holy thing that happens in a church all week long. Which, so. is, which is like, you know, I, I kept thinking when you mentioned to me, like, wow, you know, you'll, you're going to come from the beach church to the other churches in the UCC. And we talked about what's the mission of your building? <laughs> what's your building doing? Right. And, and, and you don't let these places sit empty if, if you can help it. You'll have people in here 
Sometimes they can pay. Sometimes they right. can't help out with the electricity at all. Right. But all the time, you guys keep talking about using what you have. And, and as I go forth, you know, you've encouraged me to, 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 to challenge other, other congregations to care, not just for veterans, mm-hmm. but for each other. Because then if you care for each other, those pews won't be empty. If you have the best parties and you drink the best wine, you have the best care that you can do. Then people want that. They're looking for that all over the place. And then, and veterans especially are looking for that. Like, we can spot some BS a half a mile away, it seems like. And, and we want truth. We want people who care for one another. And, you know, I, I think it's, like, pretty awesome that that you look at, at sending me out with this camera <laughs> to sit and talk <laughs> with people. It's something that you're doing because, I mean... You know, we talked about me. I had mm. some nice job offers, <laughs> and I thought about making some money. And yeah. then, and then I was like, "What do you do in your life?" Yeah. You know, it's just like when you left the corporate world, right. you were doing pretty nice. Yeah. It, when God puts a mission on your heart, and it's like, "Hang on a second, there's people that are looking to be to be cared for, to be listened to, to be heard." And and so it's not really me caring for veterans; it's me. And you providing a platform for veterans to care for each other. Right. And, and, you know, like, that's how America heals. It's not right. through me and you. Right. The servants aren't the ones that do the healing. Right. You, well, you, you plant the seed, you move on, the seed we move grows. On. That's it. Right? And that's what we're doing right. with these vet church right. things. And, and that's what I'm doing when I stand up there and sing I Don't Care or PTSD or right. Sacrifice or any of these songs that I've got coming out. They're the old ones. Um, like, I, you know, I love it. I love playing the music. You know, yeah. like, I, you can tell I like that. Um, but in, and that's not all there is to it, though. Right. The stories are so sacred and so important. So. Yeah, telling telling stories in, in ways that they can be heard. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... Well, I think people are, are wanting to listen. Right. We're, we're, we're kind of like... Hollywood has proven that we like a little bit of edited reality. Right. But, but what's his name? The, the, the crazy guy also proved that uh, mm-hmm. we like a little bit of reality TV that's mm-hmm. not edited. We want the vulnerability. We want to see it. And in, in, in my tribe, these men and ladies who have raised a hand and said, you do whatever you want, I'll obey. Right. I mean, they're not making any, like by the time you've done that, you're not getting to choose. <laughs> they come in and say, go do that. And you're like, oh. And, right. and sometimes they do it in, in post-traumatic stress. Like that lady you're talking about, the spouse mm-hmm. in your neighborhood, she's at risk for him coming back with post-traumatic stress and a divorce could ensue out of that. Right. The whole thing, you know, and they know it. It's not, this ain't new news to our tribe. We know it. But the right. only way I think that the American knows it is if we get to tell their, they get to tell their stories and, and we serve them by, you know, going out there, going as many, to as many churches as I possibly can. And, uh, and I go to other churches. I just, like folks, I just feel real comfortable in the United Church of Christ because they're not, I didn't feel judged here. You know, this is a group of people that said, don't ask, don't tell is ridiculous. How can you not be who you are? And as a chaplain, that struck me, and I, I, I had to move, and I moved to this group of folks, and I was at Walter Reed at the time, and and ever since I've been in the United Church of Christ, when I did that interview with the Washington Post, yeah, um, I felt like I was done, and and I got a call from the conference minister who says, "You're only done if you want to be done. Right. You're always welcome here." And I figure, well, if people will welcome me, and I'm 
you, you know who I am. You've watched the video. I'm vulgar sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a, I don't have it all together. I, I do love Jesus. Um, and, and I think that the whole hope is, you know, like I was telling you earlier, yeah. the gavel's fallen. I'm on my way straight to hell. The gavel's come down out of the back. Comes Christ zipping up his pants. Wait a second. I had to take a piss. This, I know him. I know him. He's covered. You know, I mean, like that's, like that's the whole thing right there. And, and to go out and to stand with other communities and encourage them to, to, to live life fully. Right. To, to throw the best parties to you, to love. Right. It, well, I mean, it, Jesus' public ministry in the Gospel of John begins at a party. It right? does. Right? He turns water into wine. And not only does he make wine, but he makes awesome wine. Yeah, they said, well, they said why did you save this to right. last when everybody's drunk? Right, you know. Like, why did he bring just, it out to begin? We were drinking the MD 2020, and then, boom. Christ wine. You had the good Jesus wine. JCW. Uh, <laughs> and that is more really when... Um, and this I, was pointed out to me in Rob Bell's writings, was time and time again when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven, he talks about, he uses party language, feast language, that it's this, that it's a celebration. It's not this, long, right. list, it's not this long list of no's uh, that are a God that wants to keep you out. It is a God that so desperately wants to invite you in. But the one thing about this God is that he gives you a choice. This God gives you a choice. Yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. And and but here the door is open. It's unlocked. It's swinging. Um, and I really want you to come. The table is set. Just come on in. And but what it what's on us and that's my vision of what evangelism is, is not the listen. If you don't come in, you're going to be punished eternally and uh, consciously forever. I don't understand that to be good news. What I understand to be good news is what I told you at the beginning is that the kingdom of heaven is happening right now. There's a kind of a divine economy that is about hope, peace, love, and joy, and grace. And if we've experienced, if we've been lucky enough to experience it in our lives, um, then we ought to dedicate our lives to helping other people experience it too. The old Irish expression of when they see people having fun and telling jokes and drinking and dancing is... I'll have a pint of that, or I'd like a pint of what they're having, right? Oh, yeah. And we should live in such a way that they would say, uh, and they might say that to you once in a while. (laughs) They do. (laughs) I'll have a pint of that. Many many an individual has brought up a shot of some fine whiskey (laughs) on the stage. That's the benefits of playing music. (laughs) I am shocked. I can't believe I'm sitting on the same couch with you. But, all right, I got Bible study in five minutes. You can hang out here and talk with oh. your people all you want. Fed uh, Church, thank you all for joining us. Um, all right, man. Love you. Chap Jim, Pastor Jim Coyle. I was a hospital chaplain, I know, so once a chaplain, always a chaplain. You've, chap. then you've done it all, man. <laughs> all right, y'all continue hey, to question, think, have fun, take care of one another. Talk to y'all later. Thank you for joining us for part one of this Fed Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.